you can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. A Future Hoax. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Do you, do you sense any spirits in, the, in this room? In yeah, the there's studio? an older man that walks around. He seems like he belongs here, though, in some way. He's an older man, gray hair, and he's a little bit bent. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Great. Interesting. On March 13th, 2020, Kim Kardashian tweeted a photo from a book called End of Days, Predictions and Prophecies About the End of the World. The passage read, Quote, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again 10 years later, and then disappear completely. This tweet was retweeted almost 50,000 times, and the out-of-print book became the top 10 best-selling Kindle ebooks on Amazon. It was getting so much attention that its original publisher, Penguin Random House, even rushed the title back into print. Sylvia Brown, who died in 2013, was the enigmatic author, a million-dollar psychic whose prophecies were heard and heeded round the world for better and often for worse. This is the story of Sylvia Brown, America's most controversial psychic. Born on October 19, 1936, Sylvia Brown was a Midwestern kid growing up in Kansas City, Missouri, to parents William and Celeste Shoemaker. William worked lots of jobs, including being a mailman, selling jewelry, and even as the VP of a major freight line. Though Sylvia was raised mostly Catholic, her father was Jewish, her mom was Episcopalian, and her grandmother was Lutheran, giving her a pretty aggressive blend of religious faiths and ideologies. Not only that, Brown claimed her grandmother and great-uncle were psychic mediums who believed in aliens, paving the way for Sylvia to believe and be believed, as Brown herself started having visions as early as five years old. She told Larry King in an interview that it was a, quote, very scary thing for her when she realized, quote, she could tell if someone was going to die. The only thing I think that saved my sanity was that there are so many, while we can track our lineage back to 300 years of psychics. In her late teens, she started using her gift to help people. According to her church's website, we'll get there, I promise, Brown, quote, has been using her gift to help thousands of people. This prophetic ability has been tested many times, and each test turns into another testimonial of paranormal cognition. 
1959, when she was just 23 years old, Brown entered into her first of four marriages. She kept the second last name of her second husband, Kenzil Brown, and then added an E. I'm actually kind of confused about that. I'm not sure where the E came from, but that's where her last name comes from. In any case, her first husband was a man by the name of Gary Dufresne. The two had two children together, one named Paul and one named Christopher. Christopher would go on to co-author many of Sylvia's books, and who is also a practicing psychic today. Remember Gary Dufresne's name for later. In 1964, the 28-year-old Brown moved to California and started working as a kind of spiritual coach. According to her website, she, quote, helped thousands of people gain control of their lives, live more happily, understand the meaning of life, and to find God in their unique way. In 1974, Brown refined her coaching to be more psychic read-centric, along the lines of leadership and specific treatments. That went so well that in 1986, she founded a Gnostic Christian church about 15 minutes outside of San Jose, known as the Society of Nova Spiritus, a church whose basic philosophy is, quote, Life is a long journey of discovery, wherein each person must meet and love themselves, overcome their own fears, and learn the truth about loving. It is a process of perfecting the innate, God-given beauty of the soul. The website has many tenets, and you should know that the Nova Spiritus website is one of the few about Brown that is still up right now. And it is wild. You should check it out. It has lots of information that reads to me as kind of do whatever you want. But also, there are ghosts and aliens all around us. Please, again, Google it. But Brown wasn't just a society founder. She also began Sylvia Brown Hypnosis Training Center to teach her hypnosis methods, started a business called the Sylvia Brown Corporation, in addition to another business called Sylvia Brown Enterprises. In a 2010 interview, Brown's business manager said that her companies netted around $3 million a year. But if that wasn't enough to keep her busy, Brown was also feverishly writing books. In fact, she wrote more than 50 books. According to her bio on her church's website, 22 of those made it to the New York Times bestseller list, one of which was that Kardashian classic, End of Days, Predictions and Prophecies about the End of the World. Other books of Brown's, which were mostly co-authored, included Adventures of a Psychic, The Mystical Life of Jesus, Mystical Travelers, The Truth About Psychics, What's Real, What's Not, and How to Tell the Difference, Animals on the Other Side, and Afterlives of the Rich and Famous. After settling in California, Sylvia divorced Gary Dufresne and married Kenzel Dalzel Brown. Soon after that, the FBI began investigating Brown and her businesses over several bank loans that caused sustained losses to banks. Brown and her new husband were eventually indicted on several charges of investment fraud and grand theft, including selling securities in a gold mining venture under false pretenses, namely not gold mining, but for their new Nirvana Foundation for Psychic Research. In 1992, she pleaded no contest and the couple received one year of probation, while Brown also got an additional 200 hours of community service. But that didn't deter Brown in developing her businesses and church. In essence, her ideologies are really no different than any other New Age beliefs that are around today. She thinks that there are many lifetimes, that in between lives is when we learn the most about ourselves and the universe. Quote, In the course of our eternal existence, we spend infinitely more time in the spirit world on the other side than we spend in the human world on Earth. Brown believed that we have angels, animals, and guardians who watch us from the other side, and that we are all innately intuitive and connected to the afterlife and vibrations all around us. She also thought Steve Jobs was reincarnated Galileo, 
and that animals that died hang out with us as ghosts. How did she receive these messages? Through a spirit guide named Francine. All of this, but also her frequent media appearances on shows like Larry King Live, The Montel Williams Show, and Coast to Coast AM, of course got Brown a huge following. She was a blonde, heavily make-uped character, vehement in her beliefs. And it worked. In 2017, it was said that Brown had a four-year waiting list for an over-the-phone psychic read. The cost of her phone reads? $850 a session. Around that same time, Brown began cruises that went to places like Amsterdam and Alaska. How much were these cruises? Great question. I am dying to know from anyone who might know I could not find out online. No website will tell me. Loving being in the public eye, Brown also tried her hand at acting, appearing in an episode of Haunted Lives True Ghost Stories, playing herself in a recreation of haunted events that allegedly took place in a haunted Toys R Us store. Brown also had a part on the CBS television soap opera The Young and the Restless in December of 2006. Truly, the late 2000s was very good to Brown, and she was crowned the Queen of Psychics, a medium and spiritual healer at the top of her game. On that note, let's take a break. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, good. Well, what about me? If you're good, then, every, then everyone's good. How, how about you ask me how I'm doing? Mm. Huh? Huh? Nobody? They can't ask. I, I, they can't I, ask. I like they're trying to respond. You're like, huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah, huh? they're like, like we're great. Trying, hi, we're, hi. We're trying. We're I'm trying. just getting combative. Great. We want to say hello to anyone's listening, spreading the good word of Ghost Town. Yes, absolutely. GWGT. Good word of Ghost Town, <laughs> baby. Ooh, beautiful. Beautiful words. I just got back from the East Coast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. being a coastal elite. That's right. As I am. That's right. Back and forth and back and forth. By coastal man. A little New York, a little New Jersey, mm-hmm. a lot of Philadelphia. Mm. Some stand-up comedy. Yeah. For the nice people of Philadelphia. That must have been fun. It was. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Got a new tattoo. Got a new tattoo. Very fun. We met through Ghost Town. He's probably like, oh, I'm good with the Ghost Town. <laughs> He's like, please actually don't mention me anymore. And well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> Zach over at Moo Tattoo on South Street in Philadelphia. Ugh, I've got to go. I've got to go. So I have a brand new personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much better than the last one. Yeah. You know, just eh. glad to be back. Oh, man. <laughs> glad to be back. And uh, just like changing lives mm. by just being here mm. Mm. yeah think that about it is something think. that i'm sure is true think about it unplug mm. and think about it <laughs> Unplug. i beg of you unplug for a second but 
despite my new red hot personality, mm. I'm all about the government. That's right. All That's about right. it. Mm-hmm. We have the mayors. Warning, there is a brand new mayor. Hell yeah, I love this news. I predict this mayor will win a free lottery ticket, (laughs) scratching off a lottery ticket. Okay, okay. Charlie Gilbert. Hello. I predict this person will find love. It could just be the word love in a movie. It could just be... One of those L-O-V-E stickers, <laughs> they might see that. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but it will be love. <laughs> They'll just read. <laughs> they, I don't, listen, who's to say? Who's to say? Any way we say it, I'm right. Cat mm. Joselle. Hello. I predict this person will get a promotion. <laughs> I don't know if it's at a job. It could just be, hey, 10% off this car wash, baby. Wow. <laughs> Anything can happen. Coming your way. Mm. Ashley Matson. Hello. I predict that this brand new mayor is going to love it here. Ooh, yeah. Presiding over ghost town. Absolutely. Oh, uh, I'm, at a, I'm at a high school reunion. What are you up to? I don't know. I became mayor. Yeah. They're like, of what? Of like a fictitious podcast town. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And they're like, oh, great, you're doing well. <laughs> good, good. And you are. Don't listen to them. I'd like to happily introduce Casey Weber. Hello. This person has always been here. Mm-hmm. They were here when everything started. They'll be here when everything is gone. Mm-hmm. Third eye? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they, their third eye has a third eye. Holy shit. Our governor, the one, the only, I believe, was like front row at a Taylor Swift concert. Oh my god, I saw that. I I rewatched that story, those stories over and over again. Holy shit! Avian Noble. Noble. So you want no ads, no chit chat, just the good stuff. Bonus episodes, seven day trial for free. You can sign mm. up, listen to a bunch of stuff, take a hike, yeah, whatever, or support us. Mm. Head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town pod. And as you do that. We're going to keep going. We're going to get back to California, a state on the coast, to Sylvia Brown. She's living her best life. But people wondered, was she the real deal? Despite some transcendent endorsements, many thought Sylvia Brown was most definitely not. And for the rest of her life, her reputation would not be all love and afterlife and light. Welsh journalist John Ronson documented many false statements made by Brown on one of her cruises. He wrote for The Guardian, quote, I wanted to interview Sylvia for years, but I suddenly wonder if the exercise is pointless. I think she's a consummate pro who puts up an impregnable wall between herself and her critics and will just say anything. What was I thinking? That she would admit to being a fraud? Brown said, as a retort... Quote, if after 53 years I was a fraud, don't you think they would have found out? But with her high-profile persona came opportunities that could really impact someone's life, and not just through a read or in the abstract. Soon, Brown was being hit up by families with missing children, desperate for answers. And not only did she not give them answers, but she was off. Like, way off. In 1999, a six-year-old Texan named Opal Joe Jennings went missing while playing in her grandparents' front yard. A man pulled up, grabbed her, threw her into his truck. 
hit her when she screamed, and drove off. A month later, Opal Joe Jennings' grandmother went on Montel's show begging for answers. Quote, This is too much for my family and me to handle. We want her back. I need to know where Opal is. I can't stand this. I need your help, Sylvia. Where is Opal? Where is she? And Sylvia responded, quote, she's not dead, but what bothers me, now I've never heard of this before, but she was taken and put into some kind of slavery thing and taken into Japan. The place is Kukuoro. Then, total silence at her prediction. Montel Williams eventually said, Kukuoro? Which was probably what the audience was thinking. Sylvia nodded, quote, so she was taken and put on some kind of boat or a plane and taken into white slavery, Sylvia said. Of course, this was extremely upsetting and confusing information. Well, and also wrong. Opal's body was eventually found buried in Fort Worth, Texas. She had been murdered the night she went missing, and eventually the perpetrator, a local named Richard Lee Franks, was convicted. In 2002, Brown claimed Holly Crewson, who had disappeared in 1995, was working as an exotic dancer in Hollywood. In 2006, dental records were used to positively identify a body found back in 1996 in San Diego as Crusons. Also in 2002, Brown claimed Lydia McClelland, who had disappeared in 2000, was taken by a man with the initials MJ, and that she would be found soon and very much alive in Orlando, Florida. But one year later, McClelland's son-in-law, David Rapaski, who had actually been present at Brown's reading about Linda, was convicted of murdering his mother-in-law. Eventually, her remains were found near her home in Pennsylvania. Another case in 2002, Brown told the parents of a missing 11-year-old Missouri boy named Sean Hornbeck that he had been kidnapped by a dark-skinned Hispanic man with dreadlocks who was now dead. This was definitely not true, as Hornbeck's kidnapper was revealed to be a short-haired Caucasian man named Mike Devlin. Furthermore, Hornbeck was also found alive five years later. Okay, back to Gary Dufresne, Brown's first husband. Though Brown and Dufresne divorced in 1972, after the high-profile read she gave the Hornbeck parents, Dufresne finally spoke up, saying he couldn't remain silent anymore after hearing about the Sean Hornbeck incident. Quote, I try to get her out of my mind as much as possible, but the damage she does to unsuspecting people in crisis situations is just atrocious. He recalled that one night back in the early 70s, when the two were still together, Sylvia held a tarot party at their shared home in San Francisco. After the party, quote, I said to her as we were washing dishes and she was wiping, I said, Sylvia, how can you tell people this kind of stuff? You know it's not true, and some of these people actually are probably going to believe it. And she said, screw them. Anyone who believes this stuff ought to be taken. Of course, after this interview broke, Sylvia called Dufresne a, quote, liar and dark soul entity, but at least the asshole gave me children. In 2000, Brill's Content, a watchdog publication by American journalist Steve Brill, examined 10 recent Montel Williams episodes that featured Brown's psychic detective work. In 21 out of 35 cases, the publication noted, the information predicted by Brown was too vague to be verified. Of the remaining 14, law enforcement officials or family members stated Brown had played no useful role. And of course, you knew James Randi was going to get involved, founder of the James Randi Educational Foundation's $1 million Paranormal Challenge, a challenge that started in 1964 and ended in 2015, where the psychic gets a million dollars to demonstrate their supernatural abilities in a controlled scientific setting. You also might know that of the thousand applications, nobody has successfully completed this test. 
we should at one point do an episode on this. It's very interesting. In any case, on September 3rd, 2001, Brown stated on Larry King Live that she would prove her legitimacy by accepting the test. But by April 2003, Brown had not contacted Randy to make the necessary arrangements. In another Larry King appearance on May 16th, 2003, Brown said she had not taken the test because Randy refused to place the prize money in escrow. So Randy called her bluff and mailed her a notarized copy of the prize account status showing a balance in excess of $1 million. But, of course, Brown refused to accept the letter. In 2005, Brown posted a message online that she had never received confirmation of the prize money's existence, even though Randy had a certified mail receipt showing Brown's refusal of the letter. In 2007, Brown's business manager appeared on CNN, stating that Brown would not be taking Randy's challenge, quote, because she has nothing to prove to James Randy. Sure. Probably the worst wrong prediction of Brown's, in my humble opinion, was in November of 2004. Brown made one of her many appearances on the Montel Williams show, telling a mother of missing Cleveland teen, Amanda Berry, that, quote, she's not alive, honey. She went on to say that she was, quote, in water, and that she had a vision of Berry's jacket in the garbage with DNA on it. Barry's mother, Luana Miller, died two years later believing her daughter had been killed. But heartbreakingly, Barry was found alive in May of 2013 with two other girls and a young daughter, a survivor of a decade in captivity at the hands of her abuser and captor, Ariel Castro. Williams tweeted a public apology, and Brown herself said that she was, quote, grateful and relieved for being mistaken about Barry's death. And I feel compelled to share one more absolute flop of a prediction by Sylvia Brown, mostly because she was proven wrong in the moment. On January 2nd, 2006, an explosion at Sago Mine in West Virginia trapped several miners underground. The following day, when guesting on the radio show Coast to Coast AM, Sylvia Brown and host George Nury knew what had been reported as of late by the media, that 12 of 13 miners trapped by the disaster had been found alive. When Nuri asked Brown if the reported quiet from the inside of the mine might have led her to believe there would be more fatalities, Brown replied, no, I knew that they were going to be found. But later on, during the show, another news update came in. It was discovered that the earlier news reports had been in error. They were wrong. At that point, Brown changed her tune, saying, quote, I don't think there's anybody alive. Maybe one. I just don't think they're alive. Adding, I didn't believe they were alive. I did believe that they were gone. It's not a good look. The explosion trapped 13 people in the mine for nearly two days. There was only one survivor. In 2010, the Skeptical Inquirer published an in-depth three-year study that examined Brown's predictions about missing persons and murder cases. Despite her repeated claims to be more than 85% correct, the study reported that, quote, Brown had not even been mostly correct in a single case. In March 2011, the Society of Nova Spiritus announced on their wild website that Brown had suffered a heart attack on March 21st in Hawaii. The church requested donations on her behalf, but she recovered and continued her work. On November 20th, 2013, Brown died at 77 years old. This fact, perversely maybe, was especially satisfying to skeptics because in 2003, she told Larry King on his show, Larry King Live, that she would most definitely die at age 88. Eleven years off, and yet her church is still going strong, her son Christopher Dufresne at the helm, perpetuating his mother's legacy. And that is the story of the very controversial and very damaging, but also perhaps comforting to some, Queen of Psychics, Sylvia Brown. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.